Hey there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and trauma-trained practitioner, and welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Hello, friends! Welcome to Season 6. I know, it's been a long-awaited season, but I have had some major changes and overhaul in my life and actually my business, and I want to share a bit about that with you today. So I've been really evaluating my business. It's been growing exponentially. I've started to see so many clients and past clients who I've kept in touch with. They send me emails from time to time to tell me about how good their life continues to be, continues to up level to the stage where they are almost thinking, who would have thought from where I started to where I am now, the massive change and transformation I've seen. And when I really started to sit down and examine what it is, what it was that got them to reach out to me in the first place, what we did together, and the results they're seeing now, one thing I realized is this, that sure, most of my clients come to me because they want to improve their trading. They want to improve their emotions, their control of emotions, regulating their emotions so that they are no longer impulsive. They are no longer feeling formal. They are no longer have the tendency to jump back in and chase trades because they are revenge trading, so to speak. But the one thing that they have in commonality in terms of how much happier they are now in their lives is this. They have become the favorite versions of themselves in the process of learning how to regulate their emotions and their mindset during trading. So what does this mean? It means that very simply, they have scaled their life while scaling their trading. And that is such a beautiful, simple way, succinct to put it, to sum it up, is that the world is your playground. And all these coaching tools, these mindset tools, these subconscious mind hacks that I teach you, that I give you, it's like the world is my playground and I have all the tools and resources I need to have fun. I feel like I'm repackaging and rebranding the messaging that I'm putting across to people, right? Not only is it possible for you to achieve your dreams, for you to achieve that goal that right now may seem seemingly insurmountable. It seems like like a huge mountain looming before you. Not only is it possible, you can make it playful and fun in the process of trying to achieve that dream. You can be playfully powerful. You will learn how to blow your own mind, (laughs) how to impress yourself because you are achieving things that previously you thought, I would really like to do that because it seems so cool, but I'm not really sure that I can do it. But in the process of learning to have fun, of learning all these tools and learning, wow, not only can I do this, it can be fun. And hey, by the way, I'm becoming that person. I'm becoming that successful trader, that disciplined trader, the trader that no longer hesitates, that is full of self-confidence. And guess what? My life in all directions has improved. My relationship with my spouse, my partner, my kids, and most of all, the relationship with myself. I have become the most favorite version of myself and I'm loving it. And then of course, being able to profit from the markets, that is almost like a side effect. (laughs) So 
watch out for all the new branding and content and podcasting, you know, material that I'm coming out with you because I want to be able to articulate to my audience on what is possible. And so I'm thinking of having two tracks of coaching. One, you come to me because as a trader, you know you've tried things before in the past and they haven't worked. And you, despite maybe not really liking that fact, you know that the biggest mountain is you, right? It's your lack of discipline and your lack of emotional control. So that is one track that I'm offering for clients. And the other track is this. Anybody who wants to up-level their life, who wants to become the most favorite version of themselves because frankly, they look at their lives, they think about how they were in their late teens, in their early 20s, and they look at their life now and they go, you know what? Life didn't turn out the way I expected it to be. I know I have so much untapped potential and I feel I didn't live up to that potential. And now I don't want to live a life of regrets. I still have time. I want to make something of it. I want to feel playful and powerful again. I want to take back control. I now want to be the captain of my own ship, right? The pilot of my own plane. I don't want to be a kite depending on the wind, depending on everything and everything around me. I want to be in control. And I want to do this thing, this challenge, but I don't know if I can do it by myself. So if the challenge is trading, fantastic. You know, I have an experience. I have lots of experience with traders and I'm a trader myself. I can help you get there. However, I've also helped other clients like public speaking. One of my clients is a firefighter and she used to be a captain of the fire engine. Then she had an injury and all of a sudden she had to go to the academy and become an instructor instead. And she had this terrifying fear of public speaking. And it was so serious to the point that she was getting heart palpitations and she had to go to to the doctor. And that was a very serious thing. But she knew she had to give it a go, right? She couldn't be physically on the fire engine for the rest of her career. So she sought help. She reached out to me. And within weeks, not only did she get over her fear of public speaking, she was actually looking forward to it and being really excited. And she was like, never in a million years would I have thought that I'll feel this way. And all her colleagues were like, my gosh, I think you were hiding something from us. Who knew? Like, you were so good. (laughs) And she laughed. She goes like, (laughs) like, if you only knew. So she became this amazing version of herself. And she was like, I blew my own mind. (laughs) You know, and she goes, I feel this peace. And through that act of becoming the person who instructs and, and does live lectures on stage to help her students, right, at the firefighting academy, She also has this inner peace and inner confidence. And that has translated over to her trading. She happens to also be a trader, but she didn't come to me for that. She came to me to help with her public speaking. And we succeeded beyond her wildest dreams. So whatever it is, if you feel that you are now not the favorite version of yourself, but you want to be, and there's something that you want to do, you want to plan for a challenge, It might be as simple as, I want to participate in a marathon. I want to finish a marathon. I want to be able to give a presentation without stuttering. Or I want to be able to climb a mountain. I want to be able to change careers. And let me tell you, I've done all of that, (laughs) right? I changed careers. I'm no longer an optometrist. I used to be that for eight years, well-known in my field. And everybody told me I was crazy when I gave that up. 
So I know what you are dealing with if you're thinking of that. All the judgments, the criticisms, the the unsolicited comments from parents and friends and family. I know what you're dealing with if that's what you're thinking of. Also, physically, if you want to learn how to climb a mountain, if you want to learn scuba diving yet you're afraid of swimming. I taught somebody how to swim once when I was in the UK in Nottingham and then she passed the test so that she can become a British Airways flight attendant. And I wasn't even a coach back then. <laughs> but coaching is in my blood and I would love to help you. So whatever challenge it is, that you have in your mind and you feel that deep down you know it will take change for you to become that person to accomplish that challenge but you're not sure you can do it alone i can help you so book a free consult call with me today because there is nothing to lose and everything to gain i'll include a link in the show notes so book your free call and get started on that dream all right so this episode today This whole season, we are talking about sports and professional athletes and what they have learned and what we can learn from them to apply to our own lives. Because I love sports analogies. <laughs> and everybody can relate. We watch the Olympic Games, we watch world championships, right? I think most of us enjoy being spectator at least, if not having played a sport back in school. We enjoy and we really admire the athleticism when you see like for me i love watching the nba because those players sure they might seem like giants physically but when it comes close to being near the net and the basket i feel like wow damn they look like ballerinas because they are they fly through the air with such power and grace it's really a sight to see and i really admire when i see boxers for example or the ufc and You can tell they are fighting with all they've got. They are bleeding, they are injured, but how do they still continue on? They are fighting till the end and sometimes it's their coach that has to pull them back. But think about this. We can learn so much from athletes. How we can apply those lessons, be it in the boxing ring, be it on the track field, be it on a court. How can we apply that, those principles to our lives so that it serves us? So this is what I want to bring to you this season. So, let's start with boxing. <laughs> And I want to talk about Conor McGregor. So, if I I think most men <laughs> know of Conor McGregor boxing, UFC, these kind of sparring sports. Now, my partner is Irish. <laughs> so, he was talking about Conor McGregor, right? And Conor McGregor, if you watch videos of him, He has a huge mouth. I mean, he's a small guy, but he's got a huge mouth on him, <laughs> right? He is some talker and he will get in your face and annoy the hell out of you. In fact, that is a special power, right? So he messes with his opponent's minds. He does that in the build up before the actual match. Like he gets underneath your skin. Now, this is a special power because think about this. If you are zen like calm, cool, collected, you've got evidence that, hey, I have won so many matches that this guy I know, based on the videos I've watched of him, I know I can beat him. That is if you're totally cool and rational and logical. And you're not listening to all the crap that Conor McGregor starts to feed your head with. But in his match with Jose Aldo, the Brazilian, who for the longest time was the featherweight champion, right? 
for this type of matches for their weight class. He was usually such a winner and normally people would think, hey, he's a no-brainer, right? I think with the bookies and the way they would place bets, he would normally be the favourite because he had never lost a match prior to facing Conor McGregor. Technically, he was just so sound and he was such a powerful opponent. However, each time Conor McGregor spoke crap to him, and Conor McGregor is truly arrogant. And you would see in past in the videos, if you bring them up on YouTube, he would constantly say, I'm not here to take part, I'm here to take over. How arrogant is that? <laughs> like you gotta have like your self-confidence level would be like 12 out of 10 <laughs> to make that kind of bold statement. So I would say that yes, he's got balls, right? And I think he would love to to add to that, yeah, I've got huge balls, <laughs> right? Not only that. So he really gets under the skin. He tries to go, yeah, I'm this itch that you can't get rid of. I'm going to like wiggle this worm in your brain so that it bothers you and you can't sleep at night. I'm going to be such a big thorn, big pain in the ass when it comes to facing me and thinking about me. It will make your skin crawl. So this is a strategy. And guess what? It worked. Because Jose Aldo was so angry. And sometimes you could tell that he was trying to play it cool. But under that mask of neutrality, you could tell he was losing it. He was losing control. Because he was like, this Irishman is driving me nuts. And at one time at a press conference just before the match, and you know, I always find it really funny because during these press conferences, they try to build up hype, right? So they're trying to increase people to buy tickets. The sponsors, the people who hold the match, they are trying to create hype so that they get more viewers than ever before, streamed live, as well as more people actually attending live. This is their aim because then advertisers, people will pay more, more money to advertise during the match. It's kind of like the Super Bowl concept, if you think about it, right? The ad, the ad spend that companies spend on this. So these boxes actually dress up in suits, which I find really funny. Because normally, I, you know, you're used to seeing them like shirtless, showing off their muscles, doing the weigh-in, seeing their tattoos, having this attitude. You know, some of their robes, they have this hood and they try to seem like really in the zone. And some of them have like mean faces, very grim looking faces. And yet, with a press conference, they come out in like a three-piece suit or something. So these guys are in a suit. They are like talking to the press, answering questions from journalists. And at one point, Conor McGregor actually ran off with Jose Aldo's like championship belt. You know, just for fun, right? He's just like pissing the other guy off. So guess what? When it finally came to the match, normally Jose Aldo's strategy is that he lets the opponent come to him. Because he's very good at deflecting punches. He's very good at counter-punching. But this time, he was so angry, he was not his normal self. And he gave a huge swing <laughs> towards Conor McGregor. So he did something that was out of his norm, out of his winning norm. And Conor McGregor knocked him out in less than 13 seconds. And the match was over. Conor McGregor had won. <laughs> Right? It was so quick. People were like, oh, I just went to the fridge to get a beer. And by the time I came back, the match was over. <laughs> so think about this. The mindset. Jose Aldo had a winning strategy. He knew he was a good fighter. Technically, he has won all these matches prior to this match. And then out came this loudmouth, brash Irishman 
who just talk crap all the time, day in and day out, to the point that it got to Jose Aldo. His mind couldn't cope with this barrage, right? So actually, Jose Aldo actually lost the match long before the match itself in the boxing ring because he let it get to him. Now, what is the lesson that we can learn here? The lesson is this. You are responsible for how you respond. We cannot control what other people are saying, what other people are doing, but you can control your response. And you, your brain, gets to interpret what they are saying to you. Now, one of my business coaches, so she's made tens of millions of dollars, and she said, when people write negative comments on her social media and they go like, oh, it is a fluke that you got here. And then she laughs and her response is, oh my gosh, you must be confused. And I love that response because it's not a mean, it's not negative, it's not angry, it's not vindictive. It's actually quite playful. It's like, <laughs> oh, goodness, you have no idea. You must be confused, right? Because I did not get here by fluke. And she laughs it off. And that is so powerful because she does not let it get to her. And this is the moral of the story, my friends. Do not let what others say get to you. Earlier this week, very good example. So I had posted a reel. My partner's dog, Murphy, is a blue healer, which is a border collie mixed with a dingo. So it's a very typically Australian dog. And it's a working dog, you know, sheep dog, it rounds up livestock. That is what it was bred for. This particular blue healer that we have, he suffers from anxiety. So once his attention, you know, the focus, like he sees like bicycles or scooters or certain things, his focus is hijacked. He can't help but chase it. So there was this video I took of us taking a typical walk during the weekend. And in this place, it's a conservation area at some parts. And so they have like kangaroos, mobs of kangaroos just lying around. And yes, the collective noun for kangaroos is a mob, which I love. And um, Murphy, of course, he saw it and he couldn't help it, right? And that reel went kind of viral. <laughs> it got over 40,000 views. And most people are like, wow. And, and the, I try to use it as an analogy is that for traders, sometimes we see something like a trade, we can't help but jump it. It's like our focus gets hijacked, right? This is what's happening to us. We feel like we need to jump in. We need to chase a trade. We feel FOMO. And it's the same impulsive behavior that takes over us, as so in the case of Murphy. And yet, earlier this week, one person wrote a comment, and he wrote, asshole people with asshole dogs. And I must admit that when I first saw that and read that notification, I felt something in my chest. I was like, whoa, you know, and it was painful, right? That somebody could write something like that. And I was thinking actually to myself, should I delete that comment? But I don't want to be the person who polices, right? My Instagram account and delete all and only leave the good comments, the positive comments and delete all the other negative comments. Thankfully, I haven't had that many, you know, negative comments thus far. I have a small account with a small amount of very loyal followers, but Still, it's amazing how you can have so many wonderful things and it only takes one not great thing to kind of like really affect your mood. And so I thought to myself later, you know what? 
I'm going to laugh at him. And this is an unexpected response. So if you are hateful, if you are a troll, if you, you know, enjoy and relish like putting really negative comments or criticisms or leaving all this trash on other people's accounts, right? The last thing I think you expect is somebody giving you that smiley, lifey face, the emoji back at you. You go like, huh? You know? So I was thinking like, yeah, he must be confused. And I want to laugh at him because, wow, what a life must you lead in order to make such a comment? You must lead a really miserable life. So that was my point. (laughs) I put that emoji and I didn't hear a peep from him. And you know what? After that, I felt so much better about myself. I was proud of the way I handled it. Albeit, it was a small situation, right? But I noticed what, it, it, what kind of emotions it caused within my body. I paid attention to that. And then I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to create space, create a pause between what my immediate reaction was versus how I'm actually going to respond because I have choice in that. I have the power over my own behavior. I can choose how I want to respond. And so I did. In a way that I'm proud of in a way that I'm like, you know what? That's great. And I felt so much better for it. And since then, I haven't even gone to look at that reel and to see if I got a response or not because now I realize it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) You know, I don't care. I read it and I responded in a way that I'm happy with and that's it. Full stop. Chapter close. So think about this. How can you create space when you're first initially reactive And then how can you choose to respond in a way that you can actually look back and go, you know what, I'm proud of myself. No matter how small it may seem, everything is a little victory. And you know, your life in terms of how proud and what you look back on in terms of your memories, it's all these little wins being stacked up. So with the story of Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo, the lessons we can learn, don't let others have the power of crawling under your skin. We don't want that. We want to be master of our own minds and master of our emotions, in which case then we can master our own behavior, our own discipline, and we'll stick to the plan. (laughs) All right, friends, I hope this episode has been useful to you and hope you found laughter and joy and bits of, you know, moments where you can chuckle and I'll see you next time. Bye.